0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Not Your Typical Psychotherapist podcast. We are on episode number four. And uh, before I talk about this subject that's, again, near and dear to me, I want to thank all of you who've made a comment and positive feedback and gave me some really good reviews on the past three um, uh, episodes that I've recorded solo, and I'm really proud of myself for doing the solo podcast, because I hear from other podcasters that that's not an easy thing to do, which is doing solo. And I wanted to do the first few podcasts uh, for the Not Your Typical Psychotherapist podcast solo, just because there's so many things that I want to share with you uh, that's going on with me, things that I'm learning with my, my within myself, how I handle and move through challenges, and uh, wanted to share how I uh, got out of it and working through it. But before we move into talking about how EMDR helped me and my entrepreneurial journey and helped me um, find steps and be grounded and a little bit more clear in my entrepreneurial journey, I wanted to ask you all if you could um, subscribe and make a comment and rate the this podcast and my podcast in general uh, on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you listen to uh, your podcast. So, without further ado, I'd like to talk about EMDR. Well, for those of you who've been following me on social media, I have been a champion and a uh, megaphone for EMDR. And EMDR has been a thing for many of those of you who um, treat post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, anxiety, or uh, any type of uh, anxiety disorders with your clients. And I know that it's being used for many, many other things as well, too, or any other um, psychological uh, ailment. For me, it was very pivotal in my entrepreneurial journey. A few years ago, maybe about 2017, I started the journey to target um, my entrepreneurial insecurities through EMDR. And I got training in EMDR sometime in 2015 or 2016. And I was uh, on the journey or on the path to getting certified, but never really did anything with it. Uh, Fast forward to today, uh, just a side note, I am back Out of retirement as a psychotherapist and going back into seeing clients to to do EMDR and to get my certification in EMDR and specifically I'm working with the mental health community or entrepreneurs to utilize EMDR to help them get unstuck to help them process and reprocess information that may be causing some stagnation or even fear or anxiety in the context of their entrepreneurial journey. So that's on the side note. So back to my journey as uh, an EMDR client. So I heard about EMDR in many, many contexts on helping with post-trauma. And I decided to hire a clinician in Orange County, California, to target my entrepreneurial insecurities through EMDR. And Prior to this, I learned a lot about EMDR because of my training. And I believed that EMDR, and I still believe that EMDR can really help me process some information, some memories, some thoughts on why is it that I get so stagnant in my business? Why is it that anytime I hold money or see numbers, I get a visceral somatic reaction in my gut, in my chest, and in my neck? Um, I wanted to learn more about my psychological uh, and mental attitude towards my attachment with my business. And why do I get a visceral and even uncomfortable, uh, unproductive reaction when someone wants to do business with me? And these are some of the questions that I wanted to target in EMDR. And lo and behold, EMDR really, really helped me process information much faster and much more uh, in a clear uh, light and a little bit more grounded. So when I went through my EMDR with uh, targeting my entrepreneurial insecurities, and remember, entrepreneurial insecurities, as I define it, is feeling like a fraud, um, imposter syndrome, Money narratives, limiting beliefs, stagnation because of fear of uh, failing, uh, even fear of succeeding, which many of you, through Gay Hendrix, who've read The Big Leap, talks a lot about the fear of success and uh, not being able to handle it. So, with EMDR, I wanted to target all that. But to my surprise, EMDR actually helped me. Process through ancestral woundings. And let me uh, talk a little bit more about this. I had no idea that my own family of origin, going back to three generations, held a deep seated belief about poverty and wealth. And EMDR, going through the process of EMDR, helped me to go back to memories and thoughts and narratives and situations that led to, one, my limiting beliefs, my perception about people who are wealthy, and the perception of being wealthy, um, how to grow a business, how to hold money. It wasn't all of these insecurities and all of these thoughts and experiences was not about in the moment. EMDR actually brought out this narrative that went through three generations of my family that believed that being wealthy is unacceptable, that there is a threshold by which my people, first generation Filipinos and this generation of Filipinos, if you go beyond what we perceived as successful, it is unacceptable. So let me give an example. So let's say um, uh, uh, if you it, my, my, the Filipino culture really highly uh, um, values education. But the education that is defined in my culture is graduating from high school uh, and then maybe even some profession, uh, professional schools, uh, maybe even a master's degree, and then you go into nursing, right? That's a stereotypical Filipino thing. You go into nursing. Now, in my generation, if you start becoming wealthy, or start start seeing numbers, what some people do is they expect you to take care of them, your your generations or your family members, your cousins, your uncles, whoever, right? That that wealth cannot be kept by you. If you are wealthy, that you have to. It's not that you choose to. You have to, on some level, share it with your people, especially your family members. That is a thing in the Filipino culture. The other thing is this idea that if you are well off, that you are obligated to, no matter what, If you you cannot place your boundaries on family members who need your help. They actually make you feel guilty at times. They actually look down on you or not helping, or boundaries are not allowed. And I'm saying this in such a hard term, and many of you Filipinos, first-generation Filipinos, may be uncomfortable to hear this, but this is a reality within our culture. We, we cheer on uh, those who are making their way to make a name for themselves and to be successful. And then when they're there, we break them down by giving them a guilt trip or shame trip. Um, we say, we, they say that, they ha- well, you know, you've got money. You have to take care of people. You have to do this. You have to do that. Um, I'm telling you, you don't have to do anything. And this is very uh, anti-culture from my own culture, but this is what was brought up to me in my own process at EMDR. Now, um, in my EMDR process, I started realizing and started connecting that my people and me in particular, many of my entrepreneurial securities was connected to my family line of poverty mindset. It's when you get, have money, it goes out. You don't invest it. You work hard for your money instead of money working hard for you. And this to this day is something that I have to battle with and something that I have to move through. And you don't have to be first generation Filipino. I I think many cultures really understand what I'm talking about here, that from generation to generation to the next generation, we transfer these limiting beliefs. We transfer these thoughts. Even in our society these days, we vilify those who are in the process of becoming wealthy and having successful businesses. And therefore those of us who are in business and are entrepreneurs feel ashamed unconsciously, maybe consciously feel uh, inadequate or even um, fearful of celebrating our wins. And that should not be the case. We should be able to celebrate our wins um, And we should be able to uh, um, uh, share out of the goodness of our hearts and our choices, not being held to the standard where we have to take care of people. My people, Filipinos, are good people. We love serving others. We love taking care of people to to the degree where we lose ourselves in taking care of people. And that's the beauty of my culture, that we have this, this ability to be servants to other people. That's why we are loved all over the world. And I love that about my people. What I realize in EMDR is that I had to break the chain of limiting beliefs and the poverty mindset. That... In my entrepreneurial journey, I had to have some boundaries within myself, understand what my triggers are when people try to uh, when people uh, work with me or when I hold money. Um, I'm a recovering uh, people pleaser, codependent, recovering codependent, and it's still really difficult for me to step over my boundaries, not apply my boundaries so that other people feel good about themselves even though that I am suffering inside. EMDR explored money trauma as well, too, in generations. Without disclosing information on this podcast about my general uh, family line or my generational family line, I found that through my ancestors or even going back certain generations, that money was scarce. And... Uh, we didn't have much. My parents could not afford for me to go to college. So I had to really, really scrounge up money to go to college. I remember when I got accepted to a, a Christian university, Biola University in Southern California, I was so excited, but not very many people in my family was. The reason was because of the cost of going to a private university. I couldn't celebrate the only place where i could celebrate being accepted to biola university was from at my church they were ecstatic and very excited but when my parents found out what the cost was to attend you can only imagine the fear of providing and so i didn't really celebrate with them yes they got they 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 were happy But I could tell within their soul the question, how can we pay for our son's college? And so they didn't. They did give me money for food, for transportation, for all of those things. But they never really gave me money to attend the university. So I had to really, really scrounge up uh, loans and worked during college, um, really worked hard and uh, uh, pay for tuition, pay for other things as well. So I had to really get creative. I was one of those undergraduate students that was around a lot of well-off students. And um, I really had to scrounge up some money to uh, to be with them. And uh, not very many people know that I struggled uh, throughout college. And now in hindsight, many of my, my fellow students did as well too. <clears throat> so through EMDR, I started targeting all of these memories and many emotions came up. I got resentful of, of my family. I got resentful of myself for allowing myself to, to lack boundaries. I got resentful to my culture and some of the messages that they transfer to generations and generations, generations. And I got resentful with the current society of those who vilify wealth builders, people who are wanting more for their lives financially. And, and, you know, in this day and age, you know, many folks um, in certain values and value system, believe that wealthy equals greed. And I think for brown people like me, first generation Filipino, that type of messaging is very toxic. And this is the reason why that Many first generation Filipinos in the world of mental health who are also entrepreneurs and doing things that are outside of the norm financially in their wealth building, hemorrhage and and become overridden with anxiety. Um because of anxiety and guilt. Because to be wealthy, according to some uh, philo- philosophical beliefs, being wealthy equals evil, being wealthy equals greed, being wealthy equals. Um, uh, not caring for other people, and you're only uh, giving yourself all of the credit, right? But from my perspective, good people who are wealthy actually give other people. They are giving people. And so this is the kind of stuff that I had to target at EMDR, that all of these beliefs that I had in the past that was connected to generations and generation of limiting beliefs – and their negative perception of wealth builders, I had, uh, 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 I had to battle this. Um, wealth builders in, in many cultures and in many societies are looked down upon. And this is one of the reasons why many of us in this space who are doing well, who are trying to do well in their business, have a hard time celebrating publicly because we may get shamed. This is just the thing that we all go through as entrepreneurs. And EMDR really helped me through this process. Um, Many of the people in my circle, my close circle, know that I'm very generous with my money. Because my family, uh, honestly, my my dad and my mom was very, very generous. Uh, They took really good care of uh, me and my sister and my brother. They really took good, good care of us. And whatever we needed, they went to the extent uh, to get it for us. But it wasn't without anxiety. It wasn't without complaining. It wasn't without um, being uh, fearful to say, look, uh, we don't have any money. I remember growing up and these messages of, you can't buy that. You can't buy this. We don't have any money. We don't have any money. Now, it, that's a true statement. We we struggled. We didn't have the luxury of going to trips, we didn't take vacations as a family. We didn't do all those fancy things that many families these days uh, who are uh, privileged with having money to go to expensive places or international travel. We did not do that as a family. We just didn't have the capital for it. We didn't have the finances for it. The philosophy that I had to work through in my family and generational line through EMDR was I, as a human being, must work hard for money. Again, the message that I got, and I targeted in MDR, is I, as a human being, have to work hard for money in order to have it. And I have to hold on to money very, very tight with my fist held close to my heart Because if I don't hold on to this money, it will disappear. I want you guys to think about that. If you're hearing that phrase, what I just said right there, and you feel it in your chest, in your gut, go and get some support. That is much more toxic, especially if you have a business. It's toxic to hold that type of philosophy, belief, and attitude. So to this day, anytime I feel a sense of tightness in my chest in the context of my business, I know that that is where it's at. I have to work for money instead of money working for me. Work hard. Work hard so you can have that life. Retire later. These are some of the messages in our society that you can't retire early you have to work hard. Um, Retirement is 65 or 70. You work hard to get to that place. 65, 67, 70s, 50s, even tomorrow is not promised to us. Why in the world do we have these freaking philosophy in our generation, especially if you're an entrepreneur? Why do we have the philosophy and the belief that wealth builders and wealthy equals evil and evildoers? Why do we have this philosophy that success? If you're success, you have have to. You don't have a choice. You have to take care of people around you. And many of you are like, "Well, you have a choice. What are you talking about, Ernesto? You 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 have a choice. Everyone has a choice." Well, that's a true statement. But for those of you who lived in a culture that dismantles boundaries you will never understand what I'm talking about. You will never understand. Even adults in this day and age, in my culture, in many, many cultures, cannot apply their boundaries because just like that elephant who was chained and one day that chain is broken, they still feel like there's there's a chain that's holding them back. If you have not grown up in this type of world, in this type of culture, in this type of societal philosophy and belief, you will never understand. So what do we do about it? What do we do about it? Well, for one thing, I'm a champion of EMDR. Go get EMDR. (laughs) Well, you know, you don't don't have to go into the EMDR. Um, You can do brain spotting. You can do talk therapy. You can do dance therapy. You can do uh, any type of somatic work uh, to address some of these generational Philosophies that is not productive in your entrepreneurial journey. You can do any of that, but the main thing is find support. Find support. That's the number one thing. Find support. You may never know what you may uh, you want to uh, you uncover. Maybe you may not want to know what you want to uncover in therapy. That's fine too. But if you are in this journey of su- being successful in your business and businesses and Moving past your fear and your insecurities, get professional help. There are many of my colleagues out there who help with money wounds, with generational issues, with things that are not productive in our society these days, and not many people are willing to to go into that route because it, it's hard work. I've been doing this work for years, and I'm helping many other clinicians and business owners. In this area, and I can tell you right now, I have to fight my reaction of resentment towards others, towards society, towards my culture. And I, have, I, I get really, uh, really activated when I see the younger generation being shamed for either wanting to be wealthy or being financially stable, and saying no to other people when they ask them for financial support. Now, I am not saying here that you should say no to charity, to people that need help. I'm not saying that at all. So please don't put any words in my mouth, okay? What I'm saying is this. We should have the choice. We should celebrate or at least attempt to uplift the next generation who's trying their best to have financial security. I know for a fact in my generation, in my family line, I'm helping my nieces and nephews have a different mindset about their future and their financial stability and and finances. Now, I'm not perfect. I'm still in the process of learning what it is to be wealthy and how to hold money. Um, I still need the accountability because every single day in my business, all of these entrepreneurial insecurities and my limiting beliefs and my fear about money, my trauma about money still creeps up. It creeps up every stinking day. And that's something that I have to live with. But this time I have resources to help me through it. So, you know, for those of you who are listening and are struggling Uh, with this and you know for a fact that you've got some fear, legitimate fear and stagnation in your business and there is a round and round and round of the sabotaging behaviors and uh, philosophies and beliefs that is not helping you or your business. I say this, get professional help. There are so many financial uh, psychotherapists out there that's willing to help you and that's willing to help you to get to a place where you feel comfortable about holding money, about running your business, looking at systems, and also how to be a leader and how to work with your employees or uh, the the people that you hire. And again, if you're experiencing this, you are absolutely not alone. Okay, You're not alone. Well, uh, thank you again for letting me share my heart with you, letting me be a little bit more vulnerable. And I'm hoping that with some of these testimonies, my personal testimonies and my personal journey that it inspires you to continue to keep moving. You are worth it. okay? You are worth having all the money in the world. Because I know that many of you are good people. And when you are wealthy, my brothers and sisters, when you are wealthy, I know for a fact that you are going to be giving to people. That's just the mental health world. The mental health world, therapists, i believe in my heart are generally good good givers and they're good people so anyone that tries to shame you about your wealth building journey letting you know that you're not alone i say this the best revenge is to be successful is to be wealthy and i look forward to seeing the many homes that you buy I look forward to seeing your incredible pictures in places international with your family uh, and beautiful cruises that you go to. I am excited to see where your business is going. Um, If you are uh, apt to send me an email or or a private message or a comment on how successful you are and how this podcast may have um, lit a fire for you and your heart i'd love to hear about it and again thank you again for listening to this podcast and letting me share and um thanks again and i will see you in the next episode everybody aloha goodbye